When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Phoenix finally returned home following a 300-day exile across the ditch. Unfortunately, their homecoming wasn't as sweet as anticipated. As anticipated, of course, we know that. They, they lost 4-0 to the Central Coast Mariners in front of a very healthy crowd. Uh, at Sky Stadium. Now they turn their attention to Eden Park on Sunday uh, with a matchup that uh, they should, well, I won't say should, but could well uh, get on the good side of. It's uh, great to be able to catch up with uh, the GM of uh, the Wellington Phoenix, David Dome, this morning uh, to talk about a few matters. David, good morning to you. Morning, Smithy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, nice to have you, Sue, and uh, it'd be even better, I would imagine, last week when you fronted up down there at Sky Stadium there would be scarcely a more beautiful sight for you than yellow shirts on the pitch and in the stands. Yellow shirts on the pitch, in the stand, beautiful Wellington afternoon. Everything went right, um, except for the result, as you mentioned. Um, but so good to be back at home. We were, you know, it, it's good to have the, it's great, it's great for the players, especially to play in front of a large crowd. But to be able to get back and just give the fans so much of what they've been craving for all season, that was the most positive and the most heartwarming thing for us at the football club. And David, for a lot of those players, uh, particularly some of the signings, the recent signings, uh, their first taste of football on New Zealand soil and at home. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, isn't it, when you think about it. Some of these players, they've been they'd signed to play for the Wellington Phoenix, the only professional football club in New Zealand, and they've never been, not only never been to uh, Wellington, but never been to New Zealand. You know, some of these, like Gail Sandoval and Nicholas Pennington, and even talking to Ollie Sale. I mean, Ollie Sale's an Auckland boy, but he's only played, he's played a lot of games for Wellington Phoenix now. There's only, there's only a handful have actually been in New Zealand because in the last two and a half years, We've been predominantly based in in, uh, in New South Wales and Australia, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's just so great to be back home, and the, the players they they loved it, they enjoyed being back home, and again now they're looking forward to this game at Eden Park on Sunday, which is going to be huge for us as the club as you mentioned. Yeah, it is going to be huge, and uh, I would imagine there's they, I know there is a huge amount of football fans in Auckland, so I, I would be thinking you're looking forward to a crowd that would gazump the one that you had in Wellington, surely. We'd, we'd love to have more than 18,000. The, the sales in, in Auckland have been steady, if just a little bit behind Wellington. Auckland tends to be a little bit later in buying, um, so we're not quite sure. It feels like around about ten to 15,000 at the moment, but it could be more uh, on the day. And like I say, Aucklanders tend to buy quite a lot on the day. Um, so, yeah, look, we're looking... I mean, obviously, every single person counts in terms of the support for the team. Um, and, you know, it all makes a big difference. If you talk to the players, they'll say how much a, a crowd in Auckland or anywhere at home crowd, the difference that it makes. And so we're looking for that to, to really get them behind the to push them across the line. So that's a 3.05 kickoff on Sunday afternoon against the Western Sydney Warriors. 
Warriors. Uh, now, you lost to them, but it, it's like forever ago. It was uh, way back on December the 3rd, so I'm not sure we can read too much into that. Quite a lot has changed. Um, but what, uh, apart, aside from the game, is there uh, anything else football planned, uh, is it, or is it just the Phoenix encounter? Yeah, the, the, this game was only confirmed three weeks ago because of the impact of COVID and the reschedule. The, and to be honest, we had to find a way to get the two teams into New Zealand because only recently have the, the borders open to allow us to get them in. So it's a little bit like we, we ideally we would love to have had um, a, a women's team. We've now got our first professional women's team. We, would, we wanted them to play in New Zealand, either in Wellington or Auckland, but their season finished before we could get back here. Um, but there is there's certainly activations that are happening around the game with Spark and Oslo, and they're giving away phones and all sorts of things in Spark at minutes. So there's some good stuff going on, but it's uh, there's only the one game at Eden Park at, at three o'clock. Okay, the team currently yes uh, sits fifth on the on the ladder, so uh, very very much in playoff contention. Uh, David, from that point of view, uh, further they went up the ladder. Of course, uh, are there advantages in that? I mean. Is it possible a playoff game could be back in New Zealand or are they consigned to Australia regardless? No, very much possible. So the top, the top four essentially have home games. Uh, we are, like you say, we're fifth, but we've got two games on hand on Adelaide. We're only one point ahead of us. So we get into fourth space and we finish the, we finish the regular season in fourth. We have a home elimination final uh, in Wellington, uh, which would be massive. I mean, that's, that ends up being a massive home crowd and a huge advantage for us um, as the home team. So that's the objective, is to try and get into the four and remain in the four. Like, like I say, a couple of games in hand on um, Adelaide, two games in hand and they're only one point ahead of us. So... We win games now at the end of the season, and it's the home final for uh, for us in Wellington. Massively exciting, and a great incentive for the guys to play, uh, and for those fans as well. I, I would imagine that you, you might get a bit of a drift, a, a few Air New Zealand flights with yellow shirts on this uh, over the next couple of days from Wellington. Oh, I, I think undeniably. I mean, when we played on Sunday in Wellington, there were yellow shirts everywhere on game day. And there will no doubt there will be a, a fairly, I would say, healthy contingent of yellow fever coming up, as I always do, um, filling out that south stand uh, with the singing and the chanting and, and hopefully the shirt's off on 80 minutes. That's the plan. Um, I know a decent amount of them are coming up, but quite a few Aucklanders um, jump in there and buy in there as well because they want to be part of that active supporter zone because it is a lot of fun. Um, it's a very safe area even for kids. Um, but, yeah, it does, it does add all the excitement to the game, those guys, and, and the way they sing and chant the whole way through the game. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, let's look at um, the next program then. Uh, of course, after this, back on the plane, back across the Tasman, passports out again. Uh, Melbourne victory, West Sydney Warriors and Melbourne City. So not the easiest run and then three matches in 10 days, effectively. Yeah, that's the last three games of our season. Um, we, like, like you say, we've got the Wanderers here on Sunday and then the Wanderers away again. Now, Wanderers aren't travelling that well at the moment. Um, we, we got them fairly early on in the season when they were competing. They're less so now. They're below us on the table now. Melbourne Victory are, are up and down. Um, the thing with Melbourne Victory and both Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City, they're both in Asia at the moment. That's why we're playing them at the end of the season. So they'll be coming back from a pretty long um, Asian campaign in the Asian Champions League up there. They will probably be maybe a bit tired. We might be able to get them on the bounce. Um, and again, a couple of wins in those last three games away, and we should be right in the mix for the top four. Okay, let's look at um, uh, where you're at in your terms of, of planning. Uh, okay, this season is not over and done with. We know that, David. Uh, but uh, you're always looking ahead. Um, what about player retention, contract signing, uh, coach retention, all those sorts of things? How, how far down the track are you? 
Yeah, a lot of we've got quite a, uh, over fifty percent of the teams contracted for next season anyway, so we're in a good space there. We've got a lot of kids coming through our academy who are absolutely smashing it and, and turning into the next generation of of New Zealand's best players. So we're in a good space in that position. There are a few conversations. Ufi, who's the head coach, Ufaktale, he's got another year on his contract, so he's locked in for another year. Um, we're in a good space there. There are a few conversations happening around a few players, but to be honest with Smithy, we've already started looking at um, next year and bringing in a bit new, fresh blood and how we can refresh the team and make sure that we're uber competitive next year and, and you know higher up the table than we are now. Well positioned for next year. I think better than we have been in previous seasons, so pretty positive on that regard. So what kind of markets does, uh, does your budget allow you to look at? Well, it's a good question. So ultimately with the A-League, I mean, you're not up there with English Premier League or the Germany or Italy or even some of the Asian countries now are spending a lot on players. But it's where you can get value. And there certainly is quite a few good football players who are of value who aren't at that top level. But And if we look at someone like Uli De Villa, who we brought in last year, a Mexican player, uh, wasn't getting time, was, was on loan from Chelsea. Ufi found him, spotted him, we brought him out, and he won, the, he won the prize or the award for being the best player in the league last year. And that's what you're ultimately trying to do. You're trying to find where is their real value. So there's the quality players who aren't getting time at their English Premier League clubs or their Bundesliga clubs or Serie A clubs. How do you find them and then bring them out to New Zealand and they'll be the best player in the league? And that's, that's where we position ourselves. And that's what we did last year with uh, Uli De Villa. Uh, it's interesting because uh, was it Perth signed Surridge and it hasn't uh, really turned out to be a, a great thing. He's going to be the marquee signing. So there is a danger, I guess, when you look at those players who are stepping down from higher levels that uh, at the way they have tra- the, the way they approach it, uh, the opinion they've got, uh, are they just finishing their careers and cashing in while they can or is there a genuine desire yeah. to play football? And I suppose you've got to weigh that up, don't you? Well, you've got to be careful. I mean... T- some clubs go for the name players, and there are all sorts of players. Like Daniel Sturridge was, 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 was bandied around, to be honest, was bandied around all the clubs in the preseason. And we, we had one look at him and said, there's no way that we're bringing in you know, a mid-30s or, or an early 30s-year-old player who is injury-prone. It just, it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, there are other players like Fernando Torres who have been bandied around. I think Sydney got close to bringing him in. Now, he might be the sort of player... I mean, you have to look at their history. How many minutes do they play? How many minutes are they injured? Uh, what is their goal ratio if you bring in a striker? What's their goal ratio? And, and, and ultimately, you do the background check on their character. If we bring this player out, what's the character of the player? Is he going to be a prima donna or is he going to slip right into the culture of the club? And that's where you're relying on your, and your coach and, and his scouting network and, and his assistant coaches to do all that homework to make sure you get the right player out. And I've got to be honest with you, Daniel Sturridge was never even on our radar. We didn't even look twice at him um, because we, it's not the sort of player that we would look to bring in. We want a player who's going to come in and add real value, either as a scorer of goals or, a, or someone who's going to set up goals um, or add something that we don't currently have within um, our New Zealand players. And that's ultimately what we look for. And it fits in culture as well. That's very, very important. David, we've got a, a text just come in uh, while we're sitting here uh, from James, obviously uh, a Phoenix fan. He says, ask David if they are looking at extending Ufi's contract past na- next year. Are you in a position to comment on that? <laughs> well, look, those comments, look, it, it's, sometimes what happens is when you talk to coaches, they go, look, I just want to get through this. My focus is on that. And that's right. So he's got another year, uh, over, all over a year now on his contract. 
uh, once we start the next season, that's when we start sitting down with Upi. And it's a it's a broad discussion because what the coach wants to know is okay, what's the club doing? What's its growth? Where is the investment going? Is there a channel for me to be to be the best coach I can be? And that's when you know you sit down with him and the chairman, and you go right, what does this look like? What can we get? What can you you know? What do you want to bring to the club that we that we really value? And then um, Upi wants to know at the same time how how are you going to uh, improve my career? You know, improve my what, what's happening with me. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a wide discussion. Certainly, you know that that discussion will probably start in the off season, given that he's going to last year of his contract, and then it will continue throughout the season. Cool. I hope that answers your question, James. Now uh, I've got a, uh, another uh, a really pleasant issue. I, I, I call it pleasant. It's probably not the right adjective actually, but a cool issue to talk about, and that's the women's team this year. Okay, they finished tenth out of ten. Um, I've been speaking to a couple of people across the Tasman in previous interviews who were absolutely glowing. Uh, and the effort of the Wellington women's Phoenix team this year under coach Gemma Lewis. Uh, it's been a little while since they've played. You've had a chance to get your head around how things went. Uh, a quick review, David? Oh, thrilled. Yeah, R- really, really thrilled by how they performed. Again, that was a team that was thrown together last minute because of the, the challenges we had to incur getting across the line with um, Football Australia and APL to a lesser extent, but got it done. Uh, a lot of very young players, a lot of very young, exciting New Zealand players, and these players really stepped up. Like some, some of these, some of these, these players are like 17, 18 years old. I mean, really, really, you know, inexperienced as well, but really stood up. Um, it took a little while to find their feet, but once they find their feet, found their feet, they were away. And uh, there are some real gems in that team. There are some real players who no doubt will. In fact, some of them have already stepped up to the national team, um, but there will be many more over the next couple of years. And as a, as, a, as a project that we worked on with New Zealand football, we are looking for that next, next generation to bring through to be um, the, next, the next generation of football ferns. But no, did really, really well uh, and challenging. Again, you know, stationed in, in New South Wales for a whole season. That, was, that would not normally be how we would have set it up. They should have been based no. in New Zealand and Wellington, but they weren't. And so again, I think, you know, really, really well done. And, and they performed on the field. They performed very well. They won two games, drew one. That was, you know, ahead of our expectations. They actually won more games than the next team above them. They just happened to finish at the bottom because of the, the, the other team got a few more draws. But no, very, very pleased. And, and Gemma, uh, Gemma Lewis did a fine job for you. Um, everything coming out of the camp seemed to be successful in that regard. So continuity is important, uh, I suppose, when you've got a fledgling unit. Uh, are you looking at continuity uh, in most areas? Yeah, we're looking at Gemma to run into next season as well. She's already, we've already had discussions about what that looks like. She's a bit like Oofy, wants to know how we're going to set it all up and um, the support structure will be put around her when they're based in New Zealand, so we're working on that now. But yeah, we certainly expect her to roll into next season and get that that that, that team across the line and start pulling together the team for next season um, right away. Um, yeah, continuity is important, and like you say, she she performed very very well for a very inexperienced coach as well. But you know, once you got to hit around it, what had to be done, you know, they were away. Got your corporate box full for Sunday. But you know what? It is. It's very full. It's more than we we would normally have, to be honest. I, I don't know why people are sort of uh, more so this year than last year. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's really encouraging as well that we've got a lot of people that are coming out to support the team, a lot of dignitaries coming along. Um, yeah, and, and it's from the overall. It's not just sports. It's corporates. Um, and, it's you know, people from the council and the city and, and also people from um, uh, New Zealand football as well. So that's really exciting. That's cool, David. Uh, hey, great catching up with you. I uh, like the positivity in your voice. Uh, great to see the guys at home reflect on the girls as well and uh, good news is we will be covering it here on SENZ as well uh, through Ricardo Ball and Chris Milicic so uh, we're giving it some serious attention too so uh, best of luck for Sunday and for those remainder of games wouldn't it be great to have a playoff game at home
oh, unbelievable. I'm convinced we'd get a massive crowd in Wellington. There'd be people travelling from yep. all around the country who'd want to be part of that. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.